Am I tired or am I depressed? Or a little bit of both? I'll never know. And a welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from Mariah Carey's Christmas Wonderland, I'm Doyen. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I decided that's just going to be my announcement for the rest of this year. <laughs> oh, I, okay, valid, valid, valid. <laughs> it's tight. I was like, no, wait a damn. <laughs> I was like, nope, I had to talk about Mariah Carey's Christmas for the rest of the year. I am a little old lady, so I have to open my notes um, because <laughs> I forget stuff that I want to talk about. So I have to write it in my notes on my phone. So That's like, fair. Because I am a little old lady. <laughs> and we also probably so, have a little bit of ADHD, so we just got to have to write this shit down. It's okay. I have tons of everything. <laughs> so what has been going on with you, Doyen? What has been going Oh, my turkey was delightful. It was amazing. It was everything I asked Yay! for and more. And yeah. I'm like, I could order it for Christmas. No, I'm not going to be here for what? Christmas. Doesn't matter. I could still order a turkey. <laughs> where did where did you order it from? Um, it's this place called Greenberg Farms in Tyler, Texas. Um, they are not paying us any money for this, y'all. But <laughs> I thought maybe you got one from like Popeye's. No, it was a smoked turkey and they... Smoked turkey. So last year, apparently, um, <coughs> they had like a fire. And so they weren't able to bring turkey joy to everybody. But this year, they came back. They came back. Mm. And it was great. And it was like, it was mm. fully cooked. So really, like, I could cut me a piece uh, and just microwave yeah. it. Like, I never had to, like, re-warm yeah. it in the oven or anything. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Bliss. Um, I think... I don't know what I enjoyed better, our smoked turkey on Thanksgiving or the turkey salad I made afterwards with the leftover turkey. Like, I don't know which one I enjoyed <laughs> I did make one this year uh, because I know you make them. So, um, I also... My influence, yes. my reach. <laughs> <laughs> I also tried to make cornbread dressing twice. First time, it was a little... How did that go? It was a little soft because I think... I made it the day after I made the cornbread. And then the next time I made it two days later, it was a little hard because the cornbread was tougher, but then I also used like stuffing cubes instead of like the first time I made it with just white bread. And the second time I made it with stuffing cubes. So it's a work in progress. I'm going to keep trying to make dressing until I figure this shit out. <laughs> so I do not know how to make dressing, but everybody loves granny's dressing. Yeah. I have seen her use white bread in there sometimes before. Mm -hmm. um, I do remember her. I remember hearing her tell somebody before to make your cornbread ahead of time and freeze it because it crumbles easier when it's frozen. Oh. I remember hearing her say that. Now, that's all I got offer yeah. to the conversation. That's what I actually was thinking about. <laughs> Because I think last year, maybe for Kwanzaa. I know Robin makes his days ahead of time, too, because he was making his the same night Granny was making hers this year. 
Just the cornbread, right? And then you do the dressing the yeah, day of, right? Just yeah, they they were but they were both making their cornbread. They were both baking cornbread the um the same night. Yeah. Yeah. So from Which was like maybe Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, my friend said Tuesday, but I don't know what yeah. happened with my life. So it happened on Wednesday. But I also remember that I had this recipe for brown butter caramelized onion cornbread. So that's another variation I'm gonna try. <laughs> We're going to figure this dressing shit out. We're just going to. And then I was... I don't even like cornbread, but that sounds interesting. I might try it. so good. And then when I was... I went to the office Monday. So the cafeteria guy... Poor thing. He's the only one I see there working most of the time. But um, he was like, how's your Thanksgiving? So I was telling him about like my dressing problems. He's like, it's okay. I cook for a living. And... I didn't get it right the first time. And I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So it's okay. It's something that I am going to figure out. And then I'm going to be like, this is my legendary family recipe. Even though nobody else in my family makes cornbread dressing. But it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I take other people's family recipes and call it family recipes. And I also bring Patty's sweet potato pie to stuff and be like, it's my family sweet potato pie. <laughs> is Patty not all of our aunts? Yes. Is she not? Yes, collectively, yes. I mean, hey. So this, my drink this time is inspired by, oh, and of course, I've been watching Christmas movies. That's the only other thing. But anyways, uh, I drink this week was inspired by NPR. They were talking about this cocktail called the Finnish Long Drink and how like all of the companies in America were like racing to make it. And honestly, hmm. if I would have known about this drink, I wouldn't have drank half as many Trulies as I did <laughs> last year because this one's even better. So basically... It's a unique taste of natural grapefruit and juniper berry flavors with gin. So, uh, it is good. I drink it like water. It's really bad. But Wait, is it in a is it in a can? Yeah. It's the finished long drink. I don't know if you can see it. I can't. Okay. Well, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> yeah, I I need to try yeah, that. Yeah, it's just very refreshing. Okay. So, I always love a new refreshing drink. Oh, Oh, I also bought some rum chata. I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. I just bought it because it felt like just the season. (laughs) It really is. It's time. It's time. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, so what did I make for Thanksgiving? Oh, I made a peach cobbler, which this, so this is like my fourth one. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the new peach cobbler queen, by the way. Mm-hmm. And this is my best one. Like this was the best one. Mm-hmm. Everybody devoured it. Also, I made um some really they're just potatoes all gratin, but instead of using onions, you used leeks. And this was my first time making this particular recipe. I got it from Shonda, friend of the show, who came on and talked to us about cooking. Mm-hmm. And when I made it, I said, I sent her a message and I was like, okay, first of all, this is delish. It is super rich. My mom and I are going to devour it. I don't think granny's going to like it because she's very, 
she's very particular about what she likes. Mm-hmm. And um, it reminded me of the flavor, kind of reminded me of, you know, when you make mac and cheese and you make a, a roux, I never say it right, but back them up, the you know the b word mm-hmm. <laughs> the cheese based roux that you make mm-hmm. for a uh, mac and cheese she doesn't like that kind when i do it that way and that's what it reminded me of mm-hmm. she loved it mm-hmm. so i had to send shonda a message and tell her i mean there were no potatoes left for me like as leftovers <laughs> so now shonda feels like she is certified she is Queen of the kitchen because Granny liked her potatoes. seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> I am so glad that you brought up like Thanksgiving food because that really shifted my focus. Because I was going to come on here and I was going to lament about my homeowner issues that I'm dealing with right now. And I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to bask in the glory of my successful Thanksgiving dishes. So, yay. (laughs) By the Um, way, I have, I know you probably can't see because I don't have my ring light on. But I put on this red Fenty lip on this morning and it is still on. Like, this is why sis is a billionaire because of shit like this. (laughs) So I actually can, I can kind of see it. And so that's a lip balm? No, it's a... Yeah, a lip balm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So now you just want to force me to go into the store. It's not rubbing off on my cup or anything. Like, it's just... It's here. I have to live with the red lip for the rest of my life. It's fine. (laughs) Wow. Robin, Rihanna, wow. <laughs> um, I did want to talk about one thing that was bringing me joy. So while we're on the topic of Granny, one of her friends, her name is Miss Willene. She is 91 years old. And this year she will be our hometown's grand marshal for our Christmas parade. Aww. So I'm so excited. Uh, she is the cutest thing. Y'all just don't know. Miss Willene is 91 years old. Okay. She does everything for everybody. Like she still, she goes and takes people to their doctor's appointments. She goes and takes people to their hair appointments. She still cooks for everybody. She and Granny are over there. Women's mission. Like I think, I think she's the. Pre- I know Granny's the treasurer. I think she's the president because she comes by and like picks up checks from Granny all the time. Um, like just still super super busy in her community. <laughs> I love Miss Willene. She loves me. She tells me all the time I'm her favorite. So, <laughs> and I tell her she's my favorite. So, that brought me so much joy to see her picture in the paper the other day. She's going to be the Grand Marshal in the parade. So, yay her. Yay. Um, tonight, I'm drinking just a basic gin and tonic, but I'm trying a new gin. It is another Japanese gin. It's been a while since I've tried a new one. Ooh. It is, I don't know if I'm saying this right, so we're just going to wing it. <laughs> it's 135 degrees east. Hyogo or Hyojo? Hyogo. Let's say Hyogo. Okay. Dry gin. <laughs> um, and it's a Japanese gin. Um, um, have you seen it before? Here it is. I don't remember seeing it 
I remember we talked about dry gin a few months ago, I've, and I was like, "Why is gin dry?" <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've really been into Japanese gins lately, and this is delish. And I don't. <laughs> I know I should mention this since I don't really remember the price, but the price wasn't bad. Okay. I mean, it was cheaper than Hendrix, not by much, but <laughs> I barely cheaper. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say a bottle of Hendrix that size is about 36, 38 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that was probably like 30 bucks. So it wasn't bad. Um, I am using my Fever Tree Elderflower tonic <laughs> water. And yeah, I actually had another drink planned for tonight, but who the thunk? I let myself run out of ginger beer. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I am trying out this new Japanese gin, and it is really tasty. And the guy, when I got ready to check out, he was like, have you had that before? And I said, no. And he's like, you're in for a treat. And as soon as I tasted it, like just now, in my mind, I went, ooh, he was right. Is it like a floral? (laughs) It's not as heavily floral. You know what? I'm going to taste a little bit after I finish this without the tonic water so i can tell you straight out okay um because you know that elderflower tonic water kind of yeah yeah it kind of (laughs) interferes okay uh i actually have been drinking a texas gin lately and i like it for Mm. floral stuff i don't love it for martinis because i like my martinis dirty i'm a dirty girl um (laughs) so i had to do just a straight up like british gin for my martinis so goodness speaking of being a dirty girl (laughs) i know that we don't talk about this person often because we don't care but kim kardashian being with pete davidson Uh... is both funny and relatable because (laughs) he gives off so much bde i really want him to take a bath get a haircut drink some water because he looks crusty but he really gives off BDE like yeah. nobody's business. Yeah. I just, I want to lay him. And then while he's sleeping, mm-hmm. I want to put concealer mm-hmm. under his eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, drink some water, sir. Get some, take a nap. <laughs> take a nap and drink some water. But, yeah. Yes. And I, I assume this happened during the SNL thing. But also, they were like... They said somebody on Twitter was like, wow, uh, Chris Jenner was like, Kim, go get some attention. People are paying too much attention to Courtney right now over the Travis Scott thing. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> well, now, so um, I've mentioned um, Fee from Gossip of the City mm-hmm. on here before. And she typically is right about mm-hmm. things. She says it's fake. Now, I just want to say, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't care. Yes, yes, yes. It's fun. Let's have fun. Did she say anything about Rihanna? Yeah. It's fake. It is? Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. I live she did not say that. She didn't say that. Bossip said that. Yeah. The, the, that publication mm-hmm. that put that tweet out, they went back and changed their tweet as well, because they just jumped the gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I just, I love seeing her with babies. <laughs> I'm not forcing things on her vagina, but I was 
just love seeing her with baby. She's so cute. Anyways. <laughs> all right, y'all. So we're going to move along to our current events. First of all, this whole article, I was like, where is my Lifetime movie? I need this. I need a remake yes. of it. And it was like, the article just kept going. Because usually we send you each other like short articles, but it just kept going. The story kept going, and it was crazier the more that I read it. But basically, this Instagram model allegedly helped her mom break out of prison by distracting the guard. So... She's a Colombian influencer, Ada Victoria Merlano. And her mom was um, in jail because they said that she, like, was elected and, uh, you know, falsified votes and all of this good stuff. So, they the mom has to go to the dentist. Dennis is not located in the prison. And she puts up a fuss because she wants her kids in the room with her. First of all, the son goes in with a backpack, which we're like, what's in the backpack? Um, <laughs> what's in the backpack? Probably a rope. So the mom, like, <laughs> ties the rope to the the table and, like, climbs down stories of the building. And everybody's just looking because they're like, what is happening? <laughs> and she just disappears. And, <laughs> and yeah, I was just like, Oh, okay. So now um, they are looking into the daughter as well as the dentist because they think that they helped potentially the son. And like when they first like arrested her, she was just like, cool, I'm going to go post nude on a magazine cover so I can get my money up. <laughs> and they're charged her and she's just posting on social media. She's just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, if you can't distract the guards by dancing so that I can escape, what good are you to me? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't know if you read about Chris Cuomo. He's like, um, what do you call it? He, he did do some sketchy stuff to help facility. But when I read the cover, I was like, well, I mean who wouldn't help their family. <laughs> but yeah, but this one, I was just like, this story just kept getting crazier and crazier. And I need, I need Lifetime to replay this for me. That would, that would be a really good Lifetime movie. Oh, it would be amazing. That really would. <laughs> um, so from one crazy story to another, Carol Baskin killed her husband nabbed him <laughs> maybe <laughs> probably um so basically um the entire king two uh they remind us that tiger king one wasn't a fever dream and you know it happened and we watched it and we we're like what but anyways so carol baskin starts talking about um she got a letter from home homeland security saying that her husband was live and well in costa rica but, like, her rambling about justifying all of that stuff just did not make any sense. I was like, sis, what are you talking about? She was like, well, he was declared dead in 2002. And um, she said, basically what she said was, this means um, it had to have happened after 2002 about the letter from, you know, the people. Um, and she was like, Homeland Security wasn't even around until 
2002 and she was talking about the security act blah 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 whatever she's just like yeah I didn't do it I'm like but you did <laughs> um all I'm saying is maybe she didn't I don't know yeah, I I understand I like saying she I like saying she did but I think this is a funny twist yeah I don't know. I in real life I probably would have hated Tiger King, but <laughs> I'm also like really bad at like when even watching TV shows. If a TV writer wants to be like a certain person, I like that person. I don't think any objectiveness about it. I just do. <laughs> but you know, so I'm like I don't know. Like I don't know what she says. I mean, we can we can like him, dislike Carol, and still. Except the facts that Homeland Security said the man is alive and well. <laughs> I don't know. Have we seen the letter? No. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> so this one story was really sad, and I'm absolutely hoping the best for Wendy. But Wendy Williams is currently confined to a wheelchair and is suffering early signs of dementia. Um, I think she doesn't have any feelings in her legs right now. She lost all blood circulation in her legs and feet and has been able to walk. And then she's showing early signs of dementia, according to news that surfaced following an interview with her brother. Which, once again, family, shut the fuck up. You don't have to tell the media anything. But, um, she did give an update on her health via Instagram, saying that I'm making progress, but it's just one of those things that's taking longer than we expected. I'm a woman of a certain age, and I know enough to listen to my doctors and return to my purple chair as soon as we all agree I'm ready. And so, um, yeah, just wanted to keep her in our prayers and hope that um, bounces back seemed like a weird word to use, but, like, you know, hope she recovers well. This one is like really, I don't know, it's complicated because, well, first of all, the the report, the leaked reports are saying like it's actually a lot worse mm-hmm. than, and I want her to recover, but it does feel like she's not coming back to the show. But that's what it feels like. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that that's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's just how it feels. But it's complicated because I feel like that's not okay for her family to report on her health status Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. But she would do it. She would do it to somebody else. Yeah. Like she did it to somebody else Mm -hmm. even after they asked her not to. Yeah. So it's like, and that has nothing to do with like how I feel about her recovery. Yeah. Hands down. I want her to, like have a recovery hands down i hate that she's going through this but i just mean on the point of like because how does that feel for somebody to tell like your personal medical business you know so it's like a part of me can't help but feel like oh that is so messed up stop telling her business but she did it to multiple and and let's keep it a bug it's wendy williams if she does come back to tv she'll do it again Mm mm-hmm like she'll do it. Yeah, I. Yeah, I just I'm like uh, I want you to be better. I don't know if I want you back on TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I I will say this. Um, I like Wendy, and I did not like her until she came on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing her on her show uh, made her a little more personable, and I think we got to know a little bit more about her mm-hmm. as a person, and that helped. That helped a lot. Radio personality Wendy was vile, and I did not like her at all. Oh, I only knew TV then. Wendy. <laughs> I did not know Radio Wendy, so that also changes things. Alrighty, CBJ and Faith Evans have been divorcing, and honestly, I forgot about them even being together. But <laughs> you know, they didn't want us to forget about them, so they did not. Basically, they were filing for divorce in L.A., but just earlier this week, the news broke that um, they are trying to let love win. So they were doing filthy things (laughs) Uh, on the beaches of Malibu. (laughs) And um, last night, Faith stunned fans or whatever night this was written. Um, who learned of divorce news by posting a series of videos featuring herself and her husband doing cartwheels on a beach. Which I'm like, good for you, girl. Because me? <laughs> cartwheels? At this age? But anyways. <laughs> uh, so they were, they seemed to be having a blast. And um, I mean, I, I just net net. I don't care. <laughs> but, you know. If they want to get back what together. Was, <laughs> what was weird about it? Well, not weird, but it was like, so I guess when the initial report happened, Faith made a comment like, you know what y'all can do for free? Mind your own business. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I know she ain't talking to us because... This business came to us. Right. Like, we didn't ask for we this. We did not. We, we literally did not ask for this. So she must have been talking to the blogs, I guess. But it was like, girl, you need to make that comment. Like, you need to add who you talking to because she ain't talking to me. <laughs> like, and, and then I thought, why am I reacting this way to Faith? I love Faith. <laughs> but, like, that was my initial reaction. I was like, girl, who you talking to? Right. You talking to me? Because we don't care. We don't care. We don't. We... And I 100% believe that they are having problems because then there was like audio released of them fighting, which I didn't listen to because, again, I don't care. <laughs> we literally could not care less. <laughs> it's just, I, I love talking shit about Stevie J. That's pretty much where it begins and ends. <laughs> I mean, really? Fuck <laughs> Stevie. Like Anyways, um, I can't even say wish them the best. I don't care. <laughs> Y'all, don't care. you know, just don't hurt yourself somersaulting on the beach, I guess. Okay, so recently there is a Soul Train Awards, which also reminds me of a thing that brings me joy. I have tickets to go see Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs> Got them oh, today. Yay. It's in March. I'm super excited. But, um. All that to say, Jasmine had a good night at the Soul Train Awards. A very good yeah. night. So she got Album of the Year with Hotels, which I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how I want to dress. I think I want like a leather or pleather like bodysuit 
I don't know. I just I just want to make sure that Jasmine knows that she's my queen and I love her. <laughs> somebody somebody said that somebody um on Twitter just last night was saying how um Pleather's PR team deserves all the raises cuz how you go from Pleather to vegan leather. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <sighs> I totally it was same thing with like um lab-grown diamonds, which I love lab-grown diamonds. I don't fault them. They're like conflict-free diamonds. And I'm like... Right! Zirconia. (laughs) Okay, whatever. As long as it's not cubic zirconium, I'm fine. Um, Right. Okay, so the Ashford and Simpson Songwriters Award, they also had a really good night, was Bruno Mars and Anderson Peck, aka Silk Sonic, Mm -hmm. for Leave the Door Open. So I read this article probably... I'll say 15 minutes before we started the pod. And I've been singing that stupid song in my head since then. Because <laughs> it just gets stuck in there. <laughs> audio worm? Is that what it's called? Uh, I don't know. It's audio something. I feel like worm is part of the word. Um, best collaboration was Whiskey featured Thames. I don't know who Thames is, but all the best. Kirk Franklin, like, do they ever give anybody apart from Kirk Franklin the gospel award? They alternate between Kirk Franklin and Yolanda Adams. Yes. They they take turns. Yeah, like they take no turns. No Fred Hammond. <laughs> nobody Mm-mm. else. Just okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And Maverick City Music. Um remember, I sent you a song from them. They had oh, I love Maverick City. They had like a whole <laughs> album called Juneteenth. And it's like two parts. And my sister was like the first part. It's like, we just all been going through. <laughs> and they let us know, like, we going through, but God got you. And then the second half is more about, like, freedom and things like that. So definitely uh, recommend them. Best new artist, I didn't know because I don't know any new music, was Young Blue. And I was like, who is this gentleman? <laughs> Listen, one thing I learned from this awards is I don't know nobody. Like, so many of these people, I do not know. Mm. And I thought I was hipping with it. <laughs> I thought I knew what was popping. I don't know any of these people. No, no. Like so many of these people I don't know. And I was like, okay, well. <laughs> and I do not feel the urgency to learn who they are. Nope. <laughs> Congratulations, boo. <laughs> right. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan won Best R&B and Soul Female Artist. Meanwhile, going back to new artists. I, like, started listening to this guy off of, like, TikTok because he had fun raps. And he wears a bonnet, and I love him. <laughs> but I'm like, all these people, I don't know what that is. <laughs> um. So while we're on the category of R&B um, artists, album, everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a lot of blowback about the AMAs last week because the Doja Cat's album, which was a great album, but it won for best R&B album over her, over Jasmine, um, over um, um, uh, Janae Aiko. Like, and who else was in? Who else was nominated? Somebody else. Anyway, and at first I was like, these white people just say black and just go with it. <laughs> but now that I see this, that she's in this category nominated. Mm-hmm. I take it because yes, Doja does sing some, mm-hmm. but when I th- hear Doja Cat, I hear rapper. Mm-hmm. So I take it that 
these artists or their teams rather submit their albums to whatever category they want them to be submitted they want them to be considered for yeah and i take it that that's what happens that still doesn't excuse the amas which and i don't want to take anything from doja because again that album is really good I love that album. but i don't want to take anything away from her for winning that but not for r&b album not over jasmine not over her not over janae like yeah girl it's kind of like so, to me like if we put jadana when he was seen rapping as r&b no he's still a rapper <laughs> so i guess that they just submit to whatever categories they want to be considered for and it goes from there yeah um but yeah so. yeah you know she wouldn't have been able to hold her own against like meg like in a rap category i don't think she would have gotten very far that's all um i don't think that's a fair assessment because she should not have as an r&b album she can't out sing any of these people that she won against yeah so doja cat can rap her ass off Mm -hmm. the girl is she can rap Mm -hmm. her style is not the same as meg it's not the same kind of rap so you so somebody might not like her over meg Mm. but when it comes to when it comes to a skill set and i know everybody don't consider rap a skill set but when it comes to a skill set she got it Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's not a really fair assessment. Yeah. She can't out seeing these girls. So that was just, that was weird. But, you know, whatevs, I guess. Like I said, I don't want to take anything away from her because it was a great album. I love it. Um, But. Yeah. She even dropped like, it on my birthday just for me. <laughs> it's truly a pop album. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I feel what I feel like, is pop. And I feel like it would, I feel like it could have beat the pop girls. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I mind my business. Giveon uh, is giving me like waiting to mm-hmm. expel sexiness. But mm-hmm. um, he's best mm-hmm. R&B and soul male artist. Um, <laughs> certified soul award. I just laughed because I was like, who else would it be but Charlie Wilson? <laughs> 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 like who? Like who? Because T-Pain was in that area. I don't know. <laughs> Again, see? Just submit shit. Right. Just get your name. Just get your name Look, like, like I've said about, about jobs before, I'm just going to throw my name right. in the head. <laughs> um, song of the year was Leave the Door Open. Video of the year was Leave the Door Open. Best dance performance? I uh, don't know if I've seen Normani before. <laughs> But it was Normani and Cardi B. Don't look at me like you... that. <laughs> okay. I, I take it back. <laughs> but... Because, listen, when I saw when I saw Leave the Door Open one for Best Video over Wildside, I almost got mad. And then when I saw Wildside one for Dance, I was like, okay, okay well, I'll, 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 I'll calm down. <laughs> but okay yeah i i don't know you don't know you know i don't pay attention to anything i still haven't gotten okay. all the way through the adele album i don't know why i just haven't <laughs> i mean so let's talk about it <laughs> i like it yeah. um i've given it a quick listen i've given it a i'm cleaning up the house listen mm-hmm. i like it it is not my favorite adele album yeah and i probably won't 
listen to it as heavily as I have other Adele albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to some extent, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some things that are highly um, relatable where she's like, "I'm trying my best, y'all." I'm like, "Girl, me too." Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But I don't know. I don't know what it's about. It. It's just a lot of the songs sound fairly similar. But I mean, truth be told, I don't think anything that after post twenty one is top twenty one. So it's fine. It's okay. We grow. And we move along, but I just also haven't finished listening to it. So it's okay. I should be good by by the time she starts her Vegas residency, I should be caught up. <laughs> Fair. Okay, so um I don't know why Chris decided to come for the Texas people today, but that's what she did. <laughs> I was not. I just, I, I just, I was not. Okay. So this Texas man is sentenced for falsely claiming he paid someone with COVID to lick items at grocery stores. Why? Why do you want to go to jail? I don't know. Um, he said, my homeboy's cousin has COVID and licked everything for the past two days because we paid him to. You've been warned. So, of course, then the FBI had to come in through <laughs> launched an investigation after receiving a screenshot, which I know they just roll in their eyes nowadays when they get screenshots. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> and um, they did determine that the post was fake, and he confirmed to authorities that he was lying. In addition to prison time, he'll be required to pay a $1,000 fine. To which I say, y'all, you don't have to do these things. Like, you can stay at home eating your Rice Krispies and <laughs> and not be in jail for doing dumb shit. <laughs> well, I'm glad he is in jail. I'm glad he got a fine. And let this be a lesson to you all. Don't play that. Don't play that shit. Right. And that is the fine and the sentencing for lying about it. Mm-hmm. Just lying about mm-hmm. it. But the, mind your manners. Yeah. I'm just like, look at my tax dollars going to waste on a dumb ass. <laughs> I got to pay for him to eat. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. So, <sighs> you know, telling the truth is free. I'm just going to say that. But, Let's go ahead and take a break really quick and we'll be right back. Alrighty. And we're back, and it's time for us to move right along to our someone something. Someone something. So, for tonight's someone something, this is short and sweet, but it is oh so joyous. (laughs) (laughs) Apple will begin selling parts for customers to make their own repairs. Let me tell you something. Apple will begin making parts and tools available for customers to fix their own devices. 
a significant shift in a long-standing policy over who can make repairs to the costly gadgets. The self-service repair program will initially allow people to fix the display, battery, and camera for their iPhone 12 and iPhone 13. Later, customers will be able to repair Mac computers with M1 chips. The service will only be available in the U.S. starting early next year, but will expand to more countries throughout 2022. Creating greater access to Apple Genuine Parts gives our customers even more choice if a repair is needed. Jeff Williams, Apple's Chief Operating Officer, wrote in a statement. That's all I got to say. (laughs) That is all I got to say. It is about time. I just... Now I'm gonna tell you, I haven't had any issue with Apple repairs because in the past I've always gotten Apple Care Plus. Mm-hmm. But maybe I ain't gotta pay that ninety nine dollars to get that Apple Care Plus now <laughs> because I can just fix my own phone. And we're just gonna have to wait and see like what the cost options are because like with the Apple Care Plus, like when I would break my screen, all you gotta do is take it to the Apple Store and give it to them. They're gonna give you another phone. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a repair; they just give you another phone. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is yeah pretty good news. I, I don't know. I know Apple, and I feel like they're going charge us an arm and a leg anyways (laughs) maybe like yeah that's why i said we gotta wait and see like weigh our options but still i think that's a pretty good um because never create a rule or a policy that you cannot police and the thing about it is people gonna figure out a way around it people were fixing iphones anyway now Mm -hmm yeah that created some problems like your iphone might have a few issues but people were fixing iphone listen listen i had i had a teenager fix one of my iphones before i learned to start buying apple care plus mm-hmm. like one of my first iphones that i cracked the screen i had a teenager fix it <laughs> <laughs> he told me what to order from amazon and he fixed it like so i mean give us the stuff you might as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see how this goes, but it's exciting. My new my new desktop at work, I got the green um, iMac desktop. Mm-hmm. And it's got the M1 chip. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little complicated. It's not complicated, but it's not as friendly with some things Mm -hmm. i'll say that i'll just say that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how to expound so don't ask (laughs) i don't even know what an m1 chip is so let's start here (laughs) oh oh i don't either i just know that that's what i (laughs) i don't know what it is either i just know that that's what i have (laughs) that's fair but it's also smart they're like okay make sure you your shit up to date we ain't helping your iPhone 6. Please just get rid of this shit. <laughs> Shonda, friend of the show, we talking to you. Sis. Shonda still got a home. Shonda still got a home button. <laughs> I love you, girl. I love you, girl. The fact of that, I was like, oh my God, a home button. <laughs> I love you, girl. We got 
how Apple makes <sighs> things obsolete, but she actually has like a ox jet, unlike us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, that was a good belly laugh. I need that. <sighs> All right, and now for our poor life decision. Poor life decision. So tonight, this was a topic that was very important to me because I like to be a supportive friend. But you know what? I'm on the struggle bus too. (laughs) So tonight, we're going to talk about eight ways to support your friends emotionally when you too are struggling. (laughs) Yeah, I saw the title of this and I was like, I feel seen. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I really think this hits home for so many of us, right? Okay. <sighs> Should bad still be your default answer to how are you? Just know that you're not alone in feeling that way. It's totally normal to have a twitch of exhaustion when someone comes to you with problems and you're riding the struggle bus yourself. And knowing how to support someone when you're carrying your own burdens ain't easy. Nonetheless, wanting to do so because you want to be a good friend and a decent human are admirable qualities too. The urge to show up for other people doesn't just go away because you're struggling. So here's how you can commiserate with people who are also having a hard time in a way that's helpful and healthy. So, tip number one. Get ready, guys. Mind your eyes and the advice. It's a human impulse to say, you totally understand. (laughs) And to launch into something that's either different by a small gradient or completely unrelated. Therapist Gabrielle Morse recommends catching how much you're using I when you talk. Be mindful of whether you're giving unsolicited advice. This could be interfering and block you from recognizing what your friend needs, she says. Instead, show them you're interested by asking follow-up questions about what they're sharing and by checking in about how they're doing with the problem the next day. So, I really try my best not to do that because it's super annoying when someone does that to me. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize how easy it is to jump right into, oh, well, oh, me too. I have this similar problem, X, Y, and Z. And sometimes the problem isn't similar. Also, I know that sometimes people have really good intentions when they do that because they want to show you hey you're not alone Mm -hmm. um so i just i work really hard not to do that because it really is easy to slip into it's just really easy to slip into because it is it's human nature yeah but i also know it's super annoying when someone does that to me yeah what about you Joanne? yeah i think we want to show that we relate but i understand it also can be grating and then right. um, the advice thing, especially as women, we want to fix things. And so understanding sometimes, even if it's like, hey, you're telling me this, do you want advice or you want me just to listen? <laughs> and that stops a lot of arguments. <laughs> See, I don't, 
And you know what? As a woman, I don't want to fix things. And so I, I don't want to fix things. Yeah. For me, I most of the time just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. So that is my go-to a lot of times with other people. I want to be heard and I want to know I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. So that is my reaction. That's how I do other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes other people really do want, like, advice. I try my best not to give unsolicited advice. But, you know, so I think we move from, I think we move from an area of what we like mm-hmm. and how we are. And, okay, but we have to remember that everyone's not like us. Yeah. So, you know, um, we'll, we'll get to that later on because there are some really good things that I've learned from um, being in, with my, in my friendship with you. And we'll get to that a little bit later, <laughs> but this one of my light bulbs just went out. The, the Christmas lights. Yeah. One of my Christmas. Wait, <laughs> it's back. It's back on. I just had to tighten it up a little bit. <laughs> I thought we had moved past this. But I guess no. Why would you think that? <laughs> Have we met? I thought you fix everything. I don't know. Bust your soul. <laughs> Listen, I've had bigger fish to fry. I'm not thinking about this light bulb. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Number two. Ask how you can best support them. This is an important kindness to keep in mind whenever someone is coming to you with their baggage. Sometimes they're just trying to vent. Sometimes they need words of encouragement. Sometimes they want advice. And sometimes they want advice that specifically aligns with how they're going to handle this anyway. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Bottom line, asking what support they're looking prevents miscommunication. And it saves you a certain amount of labor. So this is the thing that I learned from my friendship with you and Becca um, is asking, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Because I used to, in my friendships, I always wanted to help. And I did used to spend a lot of labor, a lot of personal labor, trying to figure out, ooh, what is the right thing to say? Because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. What is the right thing to do? Because I don't want to do the wrong thing. And then I noticed that like the go-to with both of you is to ask, mm-hmm. how can I help? What do you need? And it is so perfect on both ends. Mm-hmm. Like on both ends, it's so freaking perfect. Yeah. It's, I don't, it's weird that it's jarring that I didn't realize there's a whole world full of people that are not exactly like me. <laughs> and so it is just so easy to ask how you can support and um even group texts with you and Becca y'all were really great with like you know me grieving and I'd be like you know I just I just wanted to say it that was all <laughs> I didn't need anything <laughs> I just wanted to say it and get it out of my head that's it <laughs> and you know that's what way you supporting you know and that is something I learned from y'all because especially with grieving, I'm the type of person when I have a friend who is in pain, I want to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. I want to do the right thing. More importantly, I don't want to say or do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And oh God, it is so much mental anguish trying to make sure you don't mess it up. Yeah. And that was just so 
perfect learning that from y'all. And like I said, it's perfect on both ends. Mm -hmm. Because even for me, when you guys ask me, how can I help? What do you need? Then I'm able to tell you what I need. Mm -hmm. Versus, you know, it's just so perfect both ways. That is, that is, that is like, that's one of the best lessons ever in friendship, really. <laughs> that is, if you guys aren't imploring that already, you need to start using it. <laughs> and it saves you from saying the wrong shit. <laughs> it saves you. Because people, because the thing about it is, I'm the type of person that I recognize, I recognize and I honor intentions. But everyone doesn't. And I'm not saying that you have to, because you don't. Yeah. You don't. But it it saves you so much to just say, how can I help? And I will <laughs> say, tying back to the grief thing, it to this day still irks me. And I've gotten better about giving people grace about it. But like when people say, I'm sorry, when I mention my dad, I'm like, what are you apologizing for? You didn't do anything. <laughs> and I know they're trying to be nice, but I'm just like, this is weird. Why are you apologizing to me? Anyways. <laughs> So that's a weird place um, where my brain is broken. It's okay. <laughs> no, your brain isn't broken at all. But you know, and I tell people this all the time, your feelings are always valid. Mm -hmm. Like you never have to justify how you feel about anything. Mm -hmm. Feelings don't have a right or wrong. Yeah. How you feel is how you feel. I just... But, when people say they're sorry, it's because they don't want you to feel bad. They're not saying, I'm sorry because I did something. Mm -hmm. They're saying, I hate that you're going through this. It hurts me that you're going through this. And I'm sorry that you're going through this. Like, it's not a apology. Yeah. So just, I think that's where the disconnect is. It's just the it's awkwardness. It's sorry with apology. Yeah, it's just the awkwardness, especially in our culture around death. <laughs> and that's why I don't love right. and that's why I don't like talking about it because I just right. it's awkward it's just listen <laughs> listen that was the main reason I started therapy was because I do not like talking about it <laughs> <laughs> number three validate their feelings a great way to identify a friend's problem is by letting them know that you hear them says therapist Rachel Holzenberg no Holzberg. I made her Holzenberg <laughs> like a uh, Boosie. <laughs> like Boosie said Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Rachel Holzberg. Joining in their space and validating their feelings and not inserting your own experiences can create an environment that focuses on the other person and not yourself at that given time. That is super important. People like to be heard and uh, I like to be heard. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's all I want. I will say, like, what are some phrases you would suggest to help validate the feelings of a friend? I don't have any. <laughs> he says, I validate I mean, I, you. <laughs> I, I literally, I literally say to my friend, because... Because people will say, I don't know, I don't know if I'm wrong for feeling this way. And I always stop them and say, you're never wrong for how you feel. Yeah. How you feel is how you feel. Like, I literally say, you never have to validate how you feel. How you feel is like, feelings aren't right or wrong. They're just not. Like, there are certain things that can be right or wrong. Like, how... Uh, uh, 
there are things that can be situational mm-hmm. or like, like for instance, if I do something to you and that action may be right or wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But how you feel about it, those are your feelings mm-hmm. and you don't have to explain it. You don't have to justify it. That is how you feel. I may have not meant it in any sort of way. Because mm-hmm. I'm an awkward person and I get that. And I get sometimes that I do things without... I'm I'm a very... I'm aware after the fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes I'm aware of my actions after the fact. Mm-hmm. So I may do something and it may have hurt your feelings or whatever... And, well, I didn't mean it to, but that doesn't take away from how you felt, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's not something you ever have to explain. Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't. Yeah. Like, your feelings are emotions, and they just, they just do not, they they just do not have to be explained, justified, none of that. Yeah. They belong to me. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that is the most personal thing I have. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know any other way to explain it, but I am I am very adamant about that with my feelings yeah. because like I am wrong about a lot of things, but I'm never wrong about how I feel about something. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong about what I did, I may be wrong about what I said, but I'm never wrong about how I feel because <laughs> that's how I feel. This <laughs> reminds me of a meme I saw today. It was like, um, I think they were also talking about cancers, but they're like, you know, I may have been sorry about how I said it. I'm not sorry <laughs> about what I meant. <laughs> and I'm like, Listen, oh. <laughs> I have given that exact apology to people before. Seriously, I have I have apologized before for how I said something, mm-hmm. but I need you to know <laughs> I meant it. that I meant what I said. With my chest. <laughs> All right. Um. I love talking about feelings, so I'm not gonna leave. I'm not going to drag this any longer. <laughs> if you want to move on, <laughs> number four, don't forget how are you, even if it feels trite. It's important to ask, uh, to ask people how they're doing, um, or what's going on with them. Says psychotherapist Michelle Bernstein. When we're looking to vent, sometimes we get so caught up in our own problems that we forget to check in with the other person. So this is something else that is super, super important. So two things. Number one, don't be that friend that's always, always, always like venting. Mm -hmm. And then you never just ask the other person, what's up? You know, Mm -hmm. don't do that. But number two... It is so important to ask, how are you or what's going on with you? Again, like they say, no matter how trite it feels, that is something else that I have learned from my friendship um, with you and Becca, because I, I always felt like that was such a weird question because people are going to always say fine. Mm-hmm. And so I'd never ask it, but like, I have learned from you too, that you do ask people, how are you? And I'm just saying, it's super important to ask people, how are you? Now, I'm not going to tell you, but ask me. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, but ask. 
you're defrosting. You're you're telling us things now. I'm really proud of you and your movement. When when I not when you not when you ask though. I, I tell you when, when I get you ready. Feel, you know, but that's so it's, so that's it's still, still progress. Movement. It's still, yes, pro- it's still, it's still yes. progress. Um, <laughs> I would say tying on to all of that. Um, if you ask how a person is, be ready to respond and pay attention to how they actually are because a lot of times that's very um, true <laughs> like for work they'll be they want to ask me to do something and they ask me how are you and i'm like if i said i'm having a horrible fucking day what are they gonna do <laughs> right 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 <laughs> so i don't but like you know especially with your friends i have other friends that ask me how i am it really is just an entrance for them to vent and i'm like if I told you again, if I said I'm having a horrible fucking day, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> so listen, just Doyle just spoke a word, okay, okay. I because I'm I'm one of those people that when I see someone, like, and if I know you, even if I just kind of know you in passing, I'll say, hey, how you doing? And I expect you to say, fine. How are you? And I said that one day, and this lady just started telling me everything, and it took me aback, and I was like, whoa. I was not prepared yes. for the truth. <laughs> I was expecting a fine, but that is not what I got. But it was it was okay. I was like, oh, okay, okay. So here we are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just took a seat because I was passing by her office. I just stopped and I took a seat and I just <laughs> let her give it to me. But it caught me off guard because I was not expecting it. So good point, Doyen. The- if you ask, be prepared. <laughs> My fourth point about how are you? Um, people strangers you're walking by i i'm prepared to say hello don't ask me how i'm doing while i'm passing you because i'm not prepared to respond <laughs> all i'm prepared to do is say hello that's it that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm one of those people i will pass somebody on the sidewalk hey how you doing I like, <laughs> i'm like hi and i keep walking I'm like damn i'm an asshole <laughs> Number four. Wait, that was number four. They numbered um, this badly. The, they did. <laughs> so let's just say next point. <laughs> Make space for your needs and a friendship. Ooh. Mm. Mm. This, ta- this takes a certain <laughs> level of self-actualization that I just don't have. Okay. Make space for your needs and a friendship. This is a balancing act that is never perfect. But allow yourself to be vulnerable and share what's going on too, especially if you've been having a rough time. It may never feel like the right time to lean on your friend, especially if your friend is stressed. But give yourself permission to share what's going on for you too, says Morse. Your friend won't know you need support until you make that known. That's all I got to say. Chris. That's all I got to say. Next point. Leave the door open for commiseration. Every time I see the word commiseration, all I can think of is misery loves company. Mm. (laughs) If you're presenting a wall of woes to someone, it doesn't have to be you talking at them. Talk with them, sharing an experience you may have had and asking them if they have had a similar experience or how they felt about it is a great way for two people to join into a common space together. 
So basically, let's get together and talk about the bitch we don't like. Because mm-hmm. that's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> All day. But I do like to, I do like to, um, if I'm going through something and I know someone who's had a similar experience, I actually will reach out to that person and just say, hey, I kind of, is it okay if I talk to you about X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. I have done that before. I think in the last, <laughs> what was 2016? Last five years of my life, I have done a lot of commiserating, especially when it comes to politics. <laughs> oh, <goodness. sighs> especially um. right now when you know, women's rights are on the table. So <laughs> I'm really good at commiserating um, if you ever want to. <laughs> we're going to come back to that in a second. <laughs> the next topic, next point, don't negate bite-sized support. There's a big difference between being someone's rescuer and being a member of someone's support system. Have reasonable expectations for yourself and remember that assistance can come in many manageable forms. If you don't feel up to talking when a friend reaches out, offer offer up a time that you are free to chat later in the day. I think that's very important um, to know that you don't have to be the strong friend that everybody leans on. And if you can't handle it today or at that moment, let them know, hey, um, can't right now, but I'll talk to you later on today or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the next point kind of goes into that a little bit more where it says, let someone know where you are mentally. If you're truly overwhelmed at the moment and the situation doesn't seem entirely dire, so it's not like a life or death situation, let someone know when you're struggling. You can communicate to this to you can communicate this to your friend by saying, "I want to be able to support you. I don't have the emotional bandwidth to be able to show up for you in the way that I want to right now." And so I'm really good at doing that when it comes to topics. Mm-hmm. I'm not good <laughs> when it comes to my friends going through something mm-hmm. because if you're going through something, it really doesn't matter what I'm dealing with. I'm going to kind of take it on. But I'm really good at telling people (laughs) when people bring up topics or things that are going on in the world, I'm really good at saying I have purposely avoided all the news surrounding this. Mm -hmm. I have purposely because I cannot handle it today. And so that was I purposely avoided like any of the listening to listening or watching or reading up on any of the um statements that or the any of the case that was going on today mm-hmm. um we were talking about it in a group chat this morning and i just stopped i said hey y'all i purposely because mm-hmm. this morning this morning they had a segment about it on the news and they had um they interviewed this doctor who had to fly in from out of state mm-hmm. to the only abortion clinic that we have in mississippi mm-hmm. All of the doctors that serve that clinic have to fly in from out of state. They had to black out his face, digitize his voice to hide his identity. And that's when I was like, oh, no, this is too much because this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then to top it all off, they mentioned in the report that you also have to keep in mind that now. okay, yes, this is the only one we have in the state. But now you got women who are driving from Texas 
to Jackson mm. for services because of how crappy shit is in Texas right now. And they were interviewing this um, black lady. I don't know if she was a nurse or if she was the office manager for the clinic, but she had been there for years. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that she has seen so many battles when it comes to abortion and Mississippi. And she said that this is the first time that she's ever been afraid that we might lose. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I give up. I can't do it today. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't. And I, and you know, <laughs> this is, I don't know if this makes me a bad person or not, <laughs> but what really sent me over the edge is then they cut to this holy roller who was just, I just pray for the little unborn babies and you know, prayer works and I just have to pray and God just left the little unborn babies. And it just filled me with so much rage. <laughs> <gasps> pray about this bitch <laughs> like it just fills me with so much uh, just, yeah so <laughs> I I avoided a lot but then I gotta delete the news apps off of my phone cause those like mm. things and I'm just like and then they were also like overcrowds in, in the United turn States turn the notifications <laughs> off yeah it's just so much I'm tired of dealing with I was telling somebody the other day like a problem with the globalization of the world, like from the even the time when we were on Twitter and we grieved so many black lives that have been lost, like we weren't meant to deal with this amount of constant grief. <laughs> and I try to remind myself of the positiveness of tools like Twitter, um, because it helps disseminate information. Um, these are things that we always knew were taking place, mm-hmm. but others didn't know that the, we knew it was taking place. We knew it was taking place at the rate that it's taking mm-hmm. place, but others did not know. But also there's a difference between knowing it's taking place and then exp- because there are so many things on Twitter that we literally experience in real time. Mm -hmm. And we just weren't meant to do that. Mm -hmm. We just weren't meant to do it. Um, Speaking of Twitter, you know, uh, what's his name is stepping down. Yeah. Jack Dorsey. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Another. Yeah. Just the world in general. I think a girl that used to be in book club passed away. I don't know what happened, but I'm like legit grieving somebody I have never met. In our book club? Uh-huh. Did I... Since I've been in there? Maybe. I don't know. Things started to die down around when, you know, in the past few years, but you may have been in book club with her. And I'm just like, this is... I've never met her, but I'm just like, it's sad. Girl. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> One of one, I, someone on my timeline passed away before, and I like seriously grieved, yeah. like for day. I like I, I took to my bed for days because this was my friend in my head. Yeah. Well, you know what? She wasn't my friend in my head. We actually talked yeah. on the timeline, like. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's it's a lot, and like you said, we we aren't meant to. We just aren't meant for this. Yeah. <laughs> The world ain't supposed to be this small. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so our very last tip. 
Distinguish between right now and never. Not having the emotional bandwidth right now does not mean never, although lately it feels like it. <laughs> Letting a person know that you would like to be a source of support when you are ready for yourself is a great way to insert that insert that source of balance. So um, those are just some tips that you can be there for your friends, even though right now we're all pretty much struggling. But one thing that um, a lot of people, I know you've all heard this and I've heard it and I've said it to others before, you can't feed from an empty cup. You can't give from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. So you have to take care of yourself. Hey, it's like they say on the airplane, you got to put your mask on first. Mm -hmm. You cannot help someone else if you drown in soup. Mm-hmm. So, like I always say, be gentle with yourself and take care of yourself. And that way we can better take care of each other. Yeah. That's all I have. You have anything you want to add, Dwayne? Just, um, I was, it, I was intentional with, you know, a few years ago, probably when I was post-college, creating and even now like I create friendships with people that I want to do life with and so (laughs) you know doing life does come with struggles on both ends but these are people that I love and I feed into and they feed into me as well so Mm -hmm. um they're gonna be all right that's what uh Kendra Fawar said Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know when, but it's gonna be okay. <laughs> I don't know when, but <laughs> okay. So we're gonna move oh. on to our favorite part of the pod to buy you a drink. <laughs> Do you want to buy? Did you a drink? Hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I yeah, I can go first. Mine is real quick. Okay. Um, so. I am going to buy a drink for Miss Jasmine Sullivan. Yes. Because, first of all, um, like Doya mentioned earlier, earlier, she had an amazing night um, at the Soul Train Awards. But her speech was phenomenal. And I felt seen. And I cannot say that I'm going to make the same commitment that she made, <laughs> but I do need to. And um, I, I'm not going to get into it because it's going to make me mush. It's going to make me cry because everything she said, it was like, I could say the same thing because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was what my exact feelings. And so love her, love her, love her, happy for her. And it's up from here. So happy for her. And it's up and it's stuck. That's right. Um, I am going to buy a drink for intersectional feminists, people who care about women's rights, (laughs) especially women who don't look like them. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. That's right. That is right. Um, you know what? Uh, uh, now of course I don't forget her name. And I don't even Julie like uh, Rickleman? Ju- Julie. <laughs> Julie right Ri- Julie Reichelman. Yes. She gets all um, the drinks. <laughs> get buy drinks for Julie Reichelman. Yes. Um, because she said what had to be said. Mm. She did what needed to be done. And just, you know, 
Isn't it funny how I, this? It's so funny. It's not funny because we know, mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. But isn't it funny how Republicans are always like the government be doing too much? The government be doing too much. But you ain't got a problem with the government all up in my uterus, right? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Isn't it hilarious? It ain't funny though because we know. <laughs> so, anywho, you know, we're just gonna pray. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to pray the right prayer, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you how angry it made me when that woman was. It filled me with rage. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> do you tell people how they can talk to us? <laughs> well, last thing. I drive by, like, Planned Parenthoods in Texas. Abortion is not even legal after six weeks. Why are they still out there? What are you doing? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Why are you here? Anyways, um, what wait? What are you talking about? Planned Parenthood? Yeah, or like the abortion clinics? They're the protesters are still out there, and I'm like, for why? Oh, they they're gonna be there. Yeah, because well, first of all, because they don't want you to get an abortion. Period. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, because people are willfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. Because Planned Parenthood is about far, yeah. very few Planned Parenthoods even deal with abortions, number one. Yeah. Very few of them do. And people are willfully ignorant about that. Mm. Most Planned Parenthoods help you get a pap smear and a mammogram. Yeah. But but people are willfully ignorant about that. Mm. So they just like to be out there to be heard and be seen. Mm. They gonna be there. They gonna be there. Oh yeah. Mm. They all they also showed this morning the other side of that. They showed some of the volunteers who come out there and help usher women in mm-hmm. and protect them from those protesters. So I appreciated that as well. I appreciate those people who volunteer and do that as well because that is important. That's what I want. You should to. feel you should feel safe <laughs> when you go to get. I know that's I'm real. Like, ah, ah, I'm like, bitch, turn around. <laughs> who you looking at, bitch? Who you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> say something say something to me bitch say something to me you want to talk shit what, you want to ring your mouth what's that? what's that what's that tiktok uh i bet you won't i bet you won't run up are you scared of me you won't run up <laughs> i didn't even know this is a new way that i want to volunteer <laughs> it's gonna be great Hi. <laughs> okay so uh ways you can connect with us on the podcast uh you can always email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com Please just tell us what you want to talk about. Uh, we are also on the Instagram as Poor Life Decision. One decision because they're changing them one at a time. It's also um, the name of our Etsy page. I did just put up a new mug that says Auntie Juice. And we all know what Auntie Juice is. Alcohol. <laughs> um, we are also on Twitter. We're as- not going to tell you what the original cup said. Listen, I, I had struggles. Like it, it said auntie juice, but sometimes no, it did not. No, it did not. A curved A looks like a C, and it's not my fault. It's patriot. Um, what's that word? When the man patriarchy. <laughs> Anyways, um, also we're on Twitter as PLD Pod, and so chat with us. Let's talk about life. Let's talk about you and me. Oh, I found a new show that I want to tweet, but um, I don't know when it starts. 
It's that new show is going to be on OWN. Mm-hmm. I think it started in December. I need to find it. It's going to be on OWN. It looks like it's rich black. It looks like it's the black version of Succession. Yes. I need to figure out when it starts. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tweet that one. Yeah. Um, I gotta find when it starts, and we will we will make some posts about it so you guys know when to make tweet with make us. the posts. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we love you. I know it is getting dark. I'm usually a sleepy by six o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. I actually work today with my ring light in front of me, and that actually made me feel a little bit better. It was just oh, wow. <laughs> until I decided to pay for like a full light. Also, get a humidifier because my winter ash is here, <laughs> and I need it. <laughs> and I want to get one downstairs for my plants. Whatever, but um, get a humidifier if you have some leftover FSA yes. or HSA dollars. You can definitely get one without having to pay out of pocket today. <laughs> yes. I was looking at my humidifier in the closet and I was like, I really need to take you down. Yeah. Put some water in you. Yeah. Plug you up. It's time to winterize your vagina. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. The humidifier is coming down. <laughs> All right, guys, drink your water, sunscreen. We love y'all. <laughs> Bye, we love y'all. First, I make a meet it till he locked y'all. Give it to him good, knock the nigga socks off. I run it up, they busy running they mouth. I'm a real ass, rich ass bitch from the south. First off, I ain't fucking for no clout. I ain't fucking on no nigga sleeping on his pond of couch. He wanna fuck, rather sit it on his mouth. I'm a freak ass, street ass bitch.